All right, Hardyanas. Uh, today it's just the two of us, mm-hmm. me and Chelsea, uh, everyone's favourite relationship counsellor and therapist and holistic healer and whatever other avenue you choose to go <laughs> down. <laughs> There's a few of them. Uh, but before we go down what we talked about uh, today, uh, firstly, I want to thank our sponsors. We've got Raunchy Brewing. Uh, they are the beer that actually tastes good. It's not it's, – we talked about those toxins, so <laughs> we don't want to put it up too much. But uh, it is a really good beer. I love it. tastes good. They've got plenty of different um, versions. My favourite is the lager, and I do like the stout. So Henry's. So uh, get around Raunchy. The link is in our Instagram bio, but you can head to their website, and you can order it online, and sometimes it's at uh, – I'm going to say Thirsty Camels, um, which is where you can probably get it there. But um, if you do get some Raunchy, take a photo of it. Uh, put on your Instagram story, tag Raunchy in and tag Hard Yarns and we'll share it because uh, let's get it out there a bit more because it'll really help them. And also this episode is brought to you by All Trades Cover. You can see behind you there, Chelsea. Oh, Ooh, fancy. That's uh, All Trades Cover. They are the insurance... Are you, are you, you're not really you're not a tradie, I guess, but you're a small business, so potentially you could be covered, but... Uh, yeah, any any sort of small business that um, operates in that trade world, um, they're perfect for you guys. So hit up alltradescover.com.au for all of your insurance needs when it comes to trading. Don't hurt yourself on site. Don't lose your tools. Uh, and don't have an accident, which happens pretty regularly on trade sites. So worth you having, alltradescover.com.au. Now... <laughs> wow. We're joined today by Chelsea Morgan from the Collective Therapy. Um, it was good. It, it was, was great little chat because uh, not because Delby wasn't here because Del- we like Delby when he's here, but you weren't interrupted. I <laughs> know. With constant puns. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what do we talk about today, Chelsea? Because it was very good. We did speak to Delby uh, temporarily for a couple of minutes while he's at Tomorrowland. Um, but after the first five or six minutes when we talked to him, what do we talk about? Well, we talked about reality crafting or manifestation and how that works at a quantum cellular level but also at a mindset practical level. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about coherence and all that kind of stuff and we talked about faulty limiting beliefs from childhood yeah. And, yeah. and also parenting in the yeah. end, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very good, well-rounded, wholesome chat there, Chelsea. Potent and punchy. I'm actually going to go back and <laughs> listen to some of this because some of the stuff you were saying was very – I was getting it, but, yeah. It was, yeah. You I were, could you tell were in, in your the, eyes. You were in a flow state. <laughs> you were in flow state. So we do talk a bit about flow state, a bit of uh, wu-wei. And, yeah, bloody awesome episode. Really appreciate you coming on again. Oh, I love it. And, Thanks um, for having me. Next time you're back up, we'll get you on. Lovely. Cheers. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Chris White says, please (laughs) disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-host. Daniel Delby. And Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. (laughs) (laughs) Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. (laughs) Let's get hard. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, how are you? You feeling good? You look yeah, good. You look very good. nice. Thank you. Mo- motherhood is a year in. Can't yeah, believe it. Yeah. How is it? Uh, how are you coping? How How is the relationship coping with a kid? Yeah. Oh, the relationship. Yeah. Well, we haven't had eye contact for a bit. <laughs> That's a fucking 
Let's just, <laughs> just let's just start at the truth, shall we? Uh, yeah. Um, um, you know, um, mm. the intimacy side, whether it be conversation or sex, is just not happening. But you know, I, I was talking to Jake recently. I was saying intimacy, like I think of it, like into you, see me. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like, I don't have the capacity at this stage to, you know, which is not okay, but to just, um, yeah, have that depth or whatever. But anyway, mm. we're, aside from that, we're, we're good. Like yeah. he, you know, he's a great dad. He's helpful. He's really hands-on. He's playful. That's good. That's good. How about you? I'm, I'm, I'm glorious, good. Chelsea. And it's good we get to chat today without Daniel. But speaking of Daniel, I'm going to call him <laughs> first. It. Because uh, just before, and the common feedback for what you've just told me as well <laughs> from some of the listeners, he always butts in. So we'll uh, we'll give him a chance to butt in for two or three minutes. Yeah, let's count I that don't, shit. Because I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna premise this: he's at Tomorrowland, and uh, I don't think he's in the greatest condition. So <laughs> that's so funny. Does he know this happens? Yes, he knows. I'll be prepped. Hello, Daniel Dobrelli, international <laughs> man of mystery. Here we go. I told you he was going to be prepped. <laughs> He's prepped. How are you, Daniel? Mate, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am fucking great, man. Fuck yeah. First day of... T- uh, how long's Tomorrowland go for, first day? Um, Three days. Wow. So, <clears throat> it's 8 o'clock Saturday morning here. And you haven't um, slept? Oh, you have? No, man. <laughs> Let's just say if I was a racehorse, I'd bet on me. Oh, good God. <laughs> this is not going to be the best start for what we're going to talk about today. Can you tell no, us why? As long as you don't talk shit about me, I don't give a fuck. Oh, we're going to. Oh, but yeah. why do you oh, feel like that? It's all fake news, guys. Don't listen to these two retards. <laughs> we don't use that word around here, do we? Let's get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chess, how are you, mate? What's happening? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited for this podcast and we're going to have a seamless show because you're not around to buddy in with Fuck your funny up, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. So lovely. How was it? Like, yeah. uh, It'll be nice, though. It will be nice for you to actually do an episode without laughing, probably, for you guys. <laughs> well, how was, uh, how, how was the first day of Tomorrowland? Because right. as, especially, I need to know, as an older when I say yeah, older, like, mate. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I understand exactly. What you're saying, man. It's <laughs> fucking, it is fucking retarded how good, um, like, humans can be. Like oh. the actual, the actual design feat of what they've created, and the smoothness and the transition of, like, getting your tickets, going in, and oh. finding your way around. It's it's incredible, man. They've done like an incredible job. Wow. Um, and in terms of our age, it was so nice because I haven't been looking forward to this at all. Like I've just been like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna go to Tomorrowland before Fringe. Yep. So that's been awesome for me because I had no expectations, but um, it's exceeded every expectation you could have wow. of just literally like just going around and walking around and marveling at what they've created. But yeah, because it's almost like a big. We are fucking young, bro. So it's good. Wait, you really? Outstanding. Yeah. Is that? Do you think that's because it's more like dance, drum and bass style, and that's a bit more of our era? Oh, I came up with a theory about three thirty this morning with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Is because be good. <laughs> to get to Tomorrowland, man, it's people flying from all around the world, and people that can mm. afford it have uh, like our age. They've got a secure job, like they can <sighs> yes. plan well with their money. So, like, 
It's in Belgium, is that right? Yeah, we're in Belgium. Lots of people are literally like 50, 60 there, man. It's not uncommon. Every third person you see has got grey hair. Fuck, is that that a good thing or a bad thing, like for fun? I think it's great, man, because it shows that like there's no limit on age to enjoy music and enjoy a day out. So, Mm. um, yeah, I didn't really – there's no teeny boppers, man. I wouldn't say – like I don't reckon I saw many people under 25, hey? Wow. Interesting. But then again, I didn't see fucking much yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's um, up, really cool. So, quick update for you. Uh, I did my first spot, uh, Friday night spot at the Comedy Lounge Frio. Mm-hmm. <sighs> meh. Oh, my meh. I Welcome did meh. Comedy. I did meh. But everyone did meh. It was not the greatest thing, uh, greatest night. So, uh, I, I don't felt like that room, bro. <sighs> Yeah, I'm leaning towards your opinion of that room at this stage, Delby. I'm not. I'm not going to say it was a room that the reason you did that, but we can just blame it if you want to. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Um, yeah. it definitely, there was a combination of things that happened uh, last night that weren't great. So, uh, well, what was it? Just the start, middle, and end of your set? <laughs> uh, well, I <laughs> like I Shin, um, and he admitted this as well. He didn't set the room up very well. He, um, oh, uh, who, who was the MCQ? Shin. Uh, Christian and he attacked Christian. Oh, Shin. Oh, yeah. of course, man. He's never going to set you up to win. Yeah, so he uh, he attacked the crowd pretty heavily at the start. And it, uh, that didn't... doesn't sound like Christian. <laughs> and uh, and sometimes that works. I get sometimes it works. It He's didn't just work. He's doing a reverse Pearl Harbor on the but, fucking Yeah, <laughs> But also, in his defense, there was an absolute cunt of a person in uh, the road that, that everyone was getting into. Um, no one really okay. did very well. So it wasn't the greatest uh, night. So I didn't even stick around and watch Duruk. But uh, this isn't yeah. a well, comedy. It sucks, man. It sucks when you've been building something up. And then you go oh, yeah. But are you on again tonight? Yeah, I'm on again tonight. So. Yeah, well, um, that's the best thing. Got second yeah, yeah, 100%. So I, I just want to do well there. But regardless, um, it's something I have manifested, which is what we're going to be talking a bit about today. Um, but, yeah. uh, mate, bloody, uh, we'll keep it <laughs> short because I know you're uh, well, in a bit no. of Oh, so I got one more. I just want to tell you as well. Oh, yeah. It was fucking awesome, bro. Like I, um, mm. when I got to Milan, I caught up with my exchange brother. Do you remember Francesco? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From high school. Mm-hmm. Right. It was so fucking good seeing him, man. Like, Our exchange student friend. Yeah, my Italian exchange student. He came to live with me when we was when I was sixteen for three months. He mm-hmm. went to school with me in Grinchy. Yeah. Yep. But like, it's so strange, man. It was like a like a day hadn't passed. Him, took me out to Lake Como, wakeboarded, like got up for the first time, which was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know Lake Como was near my life, man. So gone out there and then um had the best fucking pizza in the world. And but the first thing you said to me is like, What the fuck, man? Before I left, you were fat. Now you are fit. What the fuck? <laughs> and literally twelve years ago when I saw him, he goes, Daniel, you're fucking fat, man. <laughs> that was the first words out of his mouth, like but not, hey, how are you? She's like, what the fuck, man? You're fucking fat. Oh, classic. So, it was good seeing him. And then met all my Wog family at Busto. And, yeah, it looked uh, beautiful where you were, man. Look looked beautiful. Bro, it's so nice, man. It's kind of like, I guess, Bunbury of um, Italy, which is, I don't know that's a nice comparison to make, but like, <laughs> it's a south like, coastal holiday resort sort mm. of town. Nice. So... Fucking my auntie gave me the tour. I had to take, tell me you're a wog without being a wog. I had to take photos in front of a fucking door that she wasn't quite sure if it was Nana's old house or not. Oh my God. So, 
I've got a nice photo of me standing in front of a door, man. I'll send that through. Oh, classic. Uh, well, Gomez. Yeah, you know what? I didn't. I didn't eat any fucking pasta the whole time I was in Italy, man. Oh, that's what? I'm, I'm so pissed off, man. The vast they just had all they had was fucking lamb burger, the hamburger, and, and chips. Oh my goodness. All right. Mm. Well, you've I sort of fucked myself over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mate, we do hope you have yeah. a having a good time over there, um, mm. and we'll yeah, uh, awesome. we'll um, get back and to your sleep. We'll try to sleep. <laughs> I know you hate the phone calls, man, but Chels, what what are you talking about today? Uh, manifestation, because that's what Cam and I love to talk about. Mm. All right, can you manifest me a blonde fucking double D? Okay, see ya. <laughs> have fun. Bye. All right, love you. A good party. See ya. All right, love you, brother. I'll speak to you soon. Legend. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, Daniel. Daniel. Uh, he sounds like he's having a good time. <clears throat> I'd be feeling the same. Uh, if I was there at Tomorrowland, I'd be doing the same. Hmm, of course. Wouldn't you just have a crack? But of course. Um, we did touch on Matt. Actually, before, can we um talk about what you're wearing right now? You've got the oh, the yes. wrist things. Yes. So what are they? What what are they? Uh, what are they doing? These are transmitting microcurrents from mm-hmm. a database here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that goes directly into our cellular network biology and changes it and match matches the frequency of the microcurrent to your cellular network so that you can create coherence with whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. So right now I'm running potency so that my my mm-hmm. community my delivery is nice and potent. Like a frequency. It's a frequency microcurrent, yep, um, and it works with like um, a transport of amino acids, mm-hmm. protein synthesis, all the things, um, and it's yeah, it's amazing. Now I'll play devil's advocate. Go just to so it's not a I'm leaning in, and you know I love to lean in. Oh, I love devil's advocate. But ad- go, let's go. let's uh, play devil's advocate. One, well, is there science behind what you're suggesting? And and I guess is it is it are you suggest saying that with this machine, there's different frequencies will help you with different. Uh, things in life, I guess? Yes. So everything has a frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore the frequency, the microcurrents that are going in are certain hertz. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, then, you know, our cells match those hertz. So it creates coherence for whatever you want, whether that be anti-inflammation, mm-hmm. depression, skin harmony, um, like if you've got acne or something like that, or... Um, like I'm doing now, concentration and potency. Yeah, okay. And so <coughs> what I'm always interested in, who figures out which frequency helps what category of, of your life? So the Healy is designed by over 100 different quantum physicists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, quantum physicists. The owner, the creator is called Marcus Schmieke. It's a German device. Mm-hmm. And he's like an incredible quantum physicist and a monk. So, okay. incredible. Physicist? 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 Physicist. Physicist. That's all right. You it's don't like the word yeah, familiar. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, it's okay. There's some words. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Do you have a word? Do you have a word you can't say? Uh, yes. Fuck. I do. Cinnamon. 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 Oh, cinnamon. 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 No, cinnamon. I can say. Oh. Cinnamon. Is cinnamon the like when it's like another word that means another word? Simile. Cinnamon. Anyway. Cinnamon. 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 Oh my gosh. Anyway, yes. We, anyway. Um. So. Yeah, but do you know frequency mm. medicine was used really widely in the 1900s? Really. Yeah. To um treat 
uh, it was used by osteos mm. to, and to treat fibromyalgia and it was in hospitals. It was a machine called Time Waver. This is after the 1900s. Anyway, but frequency medicine was widely used mm. um, to for pain and things like that, fibromyalgia. That's another word I can't really say, but anyway. Yeah, um, you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was in the 1930s, it was outlawed. And then Outlawed. surgery, well, that in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then surgery and medicine became the dominant mm. um, way to treat pain and healing and therefore, you know, homeopathy and frequency medicine and alternative therapies were well, see Well, frequency is an ancient, ancient form of healing. Like even the, the monks, they, they're om. The om mm. is a form of frequency healing. It's a, a, a from memory... That sound matches the frequency of the Earth. Universe, yeah. The universe, or the yeah, the, just the like Earth. I can't, can't, can't recall. Um, I'm pr- from my understanding, it's like the the universe, like the hi- the Om is like the higher conscious. Yeah, yeah. Mm, and it matches it. And we, uh, frequencies are, <coughs> um, and some people find it woo woo, but uh, we're all energy. We're all mm. vibrating at certain frequencies. Mm. So yeah, I, I seem to. I, I probably buy in a little bit to this, this sort of design. I don't know whether the, attaching it to your wrist is going to have that much of an effect. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I know. And but I'll, but I'll believe you. Do you find you physically think feel a difference, or do you think potentially it could be a? Oh, like for a, sure. But it, I mean, it's an- anecdotal, isn't it? Or it's um, placebo. Yeah, it could right. be a placebo effect. Well, even like, if it does, like even if it's yeah. a placebo, who cares? If it works for you, it works for you. Huh? Well, Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, he wrote a book called "You Are the Placebo," and so mm. if it is placebo effect, it is. It, you know that is. Mm. If you believe it to be true, you're going to create it. Yeah, I've all I've always said that. Like sometimes people go, "Nah, it's just you." It's just a placebo effect, and I'm like, well, who gives a fuck if it's it is? Working. If it works, it works. Like, yeah. surely, if your brain, and that really excites me when you, f- when when you know that the placebo is a real thing because they use it in controlled mm. trial studies and stuff. You know, it's a real thing. Then obviously, we just don't know the understanding of how to harness that power. Um, but if you can, like mm. through the works of someone like Joe Dispenza, uh, Dispenza I can never pronounce his name. That's another, another word, word. <laughs> <laughs> that I can't pronounce. But Joe Dispenza. Uh, he sort of tries to teach that methodology of trying to harness the power of the mind, and he mm. what rebuilt his spine from memory, mm. mm-hmm. or the functioning of his spine, mm. which is that's an incredible. Like, what are the what do the, the doctors say about him? Like, he's just a freak of nature. Well, he is a doctor. Yes, um, which is cool because, like, like Bruce Lipton, he's another frequency um, man, so mm. to speak. Um, but. I've just forgotten your question. What was your question? Uh, the, the the freak. Uh, I don't know. Just what oh yeah, he rebuilt his spine through uh, or through. What do the doctors think of that? Well, like, they probably think it's they, utter crap. But the thing is, what do, what do they think? Like he just just he's a freak of nature. Like there's it's clearly something's happened. And well, I I don't you know quantum the quantum field and quantum science is science, right? So well, people would call it pseudoscience. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I lean into what you're saying, but people would their argument against it would be, "Nah, this is pseudoscience. This is all just woo woo." Yeah, interesting. But again, that is, that, that. is that them not buying into it, which means they don't get the quote unquote placebo. Yeah, and they don't get the the amazing effect that you have from creating coherence within your system because our bodies are a 
you know, an entire electromagnetic field that's interacting with frequencies constantly and consistently. So, um, you know, like the emotion of shame, for example, is the lowest vibrating emotion and joy is the highest. And if you measure it in hertz. And so therefore, obviously, emotions control our frequencies and what we're embodying energetically and therefore can directly influence our experiences. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, well, so like frequencies directly, obviously, I, I truly believe that they do, do um, affect us. How do they, one, how do they measure the difference? Like, is it uh, the higher the frequency is, the higher the number is the is like joy, and then the lower the frequency is, so if it's like 800 is joy and 200 is, what, what did you say was the lowest form? Shame. Shame. Would those, mm. are, are, is that how it works? Like the lowest form is 200 or something and... Uh, yeah, is that how it works? Yeah, there's a scale of numbers. I don't know the exact numbers mm. um, of each emotion, but I know that each emotion has a frequency. Everything has it vibrates yeah, yeah, yeah. at a certain frequency. And, you know, there's been so many studies, like, for example, when a singer sings a specific, that's another word, mm. specific note um, and there's like a, a, a crystal lead jar mm. um and they sing a particular note, it can shatter the lead atoms and the, the crystal yeah, jar. Yeah. And people are like, how? And it's because the bonds of each of the atoms um, has a frequency. And if you, you can influence that frequency by sending a frequency, for example, a singer, mm. and it vibrates the bonds and therefore shatters the bonds. I've seen this with oh, ice shards uh, and they were giving, was it, I think it was water, and they gave this water and then froze it. This mm. water, you know, feelings of gratitude, love, kindness, empathy. Mm. And then they gave hate, um, mm. you know, negative energy towards mm. this, these. And they froze them and then they froze in different shapes. And the ones of, mm. of um, you know, the hate and discomfort were like very erratic and mm. strange, I guess, uh, to our perception of what we would see as not symmetri- symmetrical. Whereas mm. the what, the feelings of love, gratitude, kindness, empathy, those sorts of things, they were they were frozen as these beautiful, almost like snowflakes and mm. uh, geometric designs, which was mm. very interesting. And I always am very quick to just get a little sceptical and go, "Did it happen?" Um, mm, so like I do want to try it myself, but yeah. I've done it with the rice. Have you tried the rice one? Um, do you know what the rice experiment is? Not well. Well, the, the brown, the, so you get the rice in the in the um, in the glass jar. Put one. Uh, they put them sort of. Well, you put them in a similar situation. You don't put one like in a dark room and one in a light room. Put them on window sills. Go up to one. Feed it love, gratitude, kindness, empathy. Feed one. Fucking, I hate you. Negative mm. thoughts. And one goes brown. And one mm. stays white. Mm. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. clearly, the one that stays white is the one you feed in the love. And I've done that, and it did happen. Yeah, right. So I would say to the non-believers mm-hmm. um, and the doctors that we were talking about before, like, do ch- play with it. It's mm. play with energy. It's there for us to play with. It is limitless. It's infinite. Like, get a plant, for example. Like, there's plant experiments. Mm. You send hate and the plant, mm. like, blah, dies. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like, if you don't believe it, try it. Mm. it. You know, it's like anything. Do you think, like, stuff like that, though, you want it to be real? So then you could, if it's the plant, Oh, I'll forget to water it this time, or just a little bit, or well, if you're committed to the experiment, yeah. you don't. Would you be right? We'll put them forget. right next to each other or close to each other, so the lighting, like on the windowsill, is 
the same or whatever mm. to make sure the the conditions are very similar and you know measure the water to going into them potentially that would be but then you could go, well, the, the soil in that one was worse. Or like there's always going to be a doubt in your mind, always. Well. When you prove it to yourself. Well, then your intention is being blocked. So that's a whole other thing. So tuning forks, that's another example of how mm. resonance, for example. Mm. Um, so if you if you have a tuning fork and you bang it, I always forget the listeners can't actually see me and yeah. I'm using my hands. Well, they can if they're watching on YouTube. Okay. Or Spotify, you can watch. Oh, can you? Yeah, that's you can cool. watch on Spotify. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So you bang a tuning fork over here and then, you know, you have one on the other side of the room mm. and they will pick up, re- they'll like they'll find resonance mm-hmm. within that frequency of the, her- the hertz, the, mm-hmm. the note on that tuning fork and it will create resonance with the other and the other one will start humming that note of that tuning fork. So it's creating resonance in the air. Wow. But if you put a piece of paper or you stand in between the tuning forks, it screws with the frequency, the resonance. Wow. So our <laughs> systems are the same, the mm. same, right? So if you're trying to manifest or create something, but you've got old, outdated, faulty beliefs that are from the past that sound like, let's say, I'm not enough or I'm unlovable or what I want's not available to me or something like that. You're actually going to block the flow of the manifestation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm all about – I do like that idea of flow, which uh, goes with manifestation. I like – I speak about it on the pod quite a bit, the wu-wei. Do you know what wu-wei is? Uh, are you talking about flow as in coherence when you, you're you in your flow? you're in Flow state sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's very similar. They call yeah. it flow state in the zone. It's the same sort of thing. It's like um, <clears throat> I think Bruce Lee popularised it by saying be like water. Uh, and that is <clears> – <throat> Wu Wei is – it's defined in several ways. So it's hard to, to really – especially when it's <clears throat> in uh, – I think it's Chinese – you know, their, their, their interpretation of words is <laughs> so much mm. more into it mm. than what English is. But uh, very broadly speaking, it's effortless action. Mm. So it's that doesn't mean putting in no effort. It just means going with the flow of of almost the universe in which it, mm. you might have a vision or a, a direction you're moving towards. But we can't control all of the other things around mm. us. We can't control... I can't control what you're doing. And if I do try to control what you're doing it's to so I can get to the path that I want to get to, it's only going to make my path more difficult. So instead, be like the water and move around and and mm. and mold to the to the universe that you're living in. Yeah, path still of on least the resistance. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and and so yeah, I do love that whole idea of of the flow, mm. following the flow. Um, mm. And I, I'm in, I'm interested as to what you think that sort of role, the role of that plays in manifestation, because manifestation. Has always been for me not magic, not woo woo, not mm. pseudoscience or anything. Literally, just uh, having a direction and recognizing opportunities on the on the way to your goal that mm. were always there, but because your brain wasn't tuned into the mm. to the goal in mind. This is why. This is how I work with it in my field of work now. Is that it's like looking at your blockers, looking at what obstacles are in your path of flow, right, mm-hmm. and Quite often it's faulty limited beliefs that are created from the ages of like zero to fourteen, right? Mm. So they're these they're these faulty beliefs that are blocking the flow, like we talked about tuning forks, if you want to speak at an energetic level. <laughs> um, and but they're outdated, they're irrelevant to the present and but 
and they're stopping you from crafting and creating the reality in life that you want. Mm. And so it's really important to rewire your old beliefs so that you can access powerful choice and direction because if you're anchored to a faulty belief that says I'm not enough you're not going to be able to see opportunity in front of you you're not going to be able to access the um that knowing that comes through Mm. the knowing comes through the universe or you know the um, intuition yeah the intuition that you can't access those drop-ins into your intuition if you're anchored to old beliefs and you actually can't access um, your intuition, which is the place of power, if you um, have a heightened nervous system. Okay. Because if you have, if you're in that heightened nervous system, go, 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 overstimulated, overwhelmed, you're in, you know, threat response, which is low vibrating emotions for starters, but you're also in the wrong part of the brain that um, helps you manifest, helps you access your intuition. Mm. So I, it's really important for me to help people with their nervous system now. And, I mean, the Healy is great for that. But um, Where does something like coffee, alcohol, you know, toxins that we put into our body, food, Yeah, diet, low vibrating. Where does that uh, – what sort of factor does that play in these sorts of manifestations or, yeah, yeah. Um, energies? Well, yeah, I love that question. This is – yeah, I love that because, yes, caffeine, coffee, alcohol are all low-vibrating substances. So when you digest <laughs> – unlucky. My favourites. And sugar. Sugar's low-vibrating. Yeah. When you digest and ingest these foods, your cells are interacting and communicating constantly. So mm. like attracts like in the energy field. So it will match your cellular network, your electromagnetic field, mm. your cells, whatever, will match the coffee, the you know, that frequency and it will lower your frequency. And then, of course, if your cells are vibrating at a low frequency, then that's where cancer and, and disease and that can grow like bacteria. Mm. So this is going – looping back to Joe Dispenza, that's how he repaired the inflammation within his body is because um, – yeah, he was working with the frequencies to do so. And we – sorry, I'm banging on a bit here. but That's all right. um, We know that our cells directly respond to um, inflammation mm. and help to level it out because let's say when we cut ourselves with a um, – like we get a paper cut or whatever, mm. it instantly turns red. Mm. And that's your cells responding that, okay, there's foreign bacteria, we're going to rush there and respond and try and control the inflammation – and, you know, heighten the frequency of the body so it can heal. Yeah. So if you are ingesting crappy foods, you're creating acidic environments um, and low frequencies, you're going to invite low frequency diseases into your system. Mm. Um, and the same goes if you're, you know, ingesting, digesting low vibrating emotions mm. um, attached to your past, same thing. You're going to stay in a low vibrating body and then, you know, you, you create more of what you give it. So, yeah. mm. It's funny because w- when you say coffee <coughs> affects that, um, the the energy, I guess, or, or what did you say? It was affecting your – it makes you off – almost off-centred. Because for me, it doesn't <coughs> – people suggest like when they have coffee, they're like, nah, it makes me too wide and buzzy. And it doesn't do that for me. When I have too much coffee, I feel, un- yeah, uncentred. I feel uneasy. Mm. I mm. don't feel – and I feel like I can't – I feel 
uh, squeamish. I feel a bit off when I have yeah, too yeah. much coffee. I don't feel buzzy and fucking uh, skittish. Mm. I feel uneasy. Mm. Um, and I, I, I'm assuming that's what it sort of does. Same when I'm hungover. I don't feel yeah. sick and fucking yeah, lethargic. I feel yeah, uneasy. Yeah. It's mm. changed over the last few years. When I was younger, it was different, but potentially maybe I'm more in tune with my... Yeah, but also people listening, they're probably thinking, okay, let's let's keep it real here. I mean, like our mm, body's yeah, yeah, yeah. Nap, like our body's response to caffeine and alcohol, of course. you know, makes us feel, feel sick. But also your organs have a, <laughs> like an, not an intellect, but they have, like, for example... Um, the liver, which is the filter of the body, right? Mm. Um, that you know, it is the filter at a cellular, med, you know, medical or you know, scientific level. But it's also the filter of our emotions within our body. And so, the liver is really. If you have liver issues, you may have an issue with processing anger, for example. Mm. Um, your kidneys are directly um, communicating with your adrenal system, so. Um, yeah, and then one kidney's yin, one's yang. Like, there's just so much I could say. But, yeah, so... We'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go off on heaps yeah. of tangents. But, um, you know, yeah. So, there's that side to it that's like, well, caffeine, if you have too much caffeine, it's going to make you feel sick because your organs are trying to, like, filter out the crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, it's it's so busy doing that, mm. that let's say you're hungover or you're, you know, high on caffeine, you, you wouldn't be able to manifest anything. You wouldn't be able to access your intuition. You wouldn't be able to make powerful choices, you know, because, you one, you're feeling sick. Two, your body's vibrating at a low frequency. And three, your cells are too busy trying to repair and get the poison out, you know. Before you said acidic um, and... I sort of fell, not fell in for the trap. I I've, I've fell into that idea of like the acidic water, uh, what it pH, pH water, mm. is that what they mm-hmm. Um So I ended up buying a filter. I wanted, I wanted to filter my water anyway because the water we drink is fucked. Yeah, like, it is t- so Which bad. Which one did you get? I just got one too. I cannot remember the name of the brand or anything. Bio like waters, that. no. Don't know. <laughs> I cannot recall. Because have you heard but of the Kangen machines? They act. They no. Um, yeah, they're well, great as well. They're like top of the range water filters that you know um, you can make the water charged at such a low pH and high acidity mm. that you can soak your veggies in it and it will eat away the um, wow. pesticide and turn the water brown. It's the most incredible. Oh, machine. these are these ones that are like you will uh, electrify the. Well, you put the the current through the water. Mm. Is that the one? And that's exactly what similar this to is. that. Now, Delby said something about that because I <laughs> another uh, cult. <laughs> you know, because he he used to do some sort of um, science pr- um, experiments at school, and mm. he said it was something to do with the metals in the water, mm-hmm. which is pretty common. Mm. Um, I don't know if all of these metals are good though. I guess is the is the. Um, issue the metals mm. that but regardless the filter that i've got is a it's got a ceramic filter goes through the ceramic oh then nice. it goes through a fucking <laughs> a little a, a channel where the different like charcoal and different sort of stones mm. and potassium ma- magnesium mm. and whatnot then it goes through a, a third filter at the bottom with some uh, mm-hmm. the stones full of minerals vitamins and minerals mm. and then one more filter as it comes out so it's mm. hopefully pretty free of things like um the what do they add to the water Fluoride. Uh, fluoride and... Ca- all the crap. All calcium. The ca- cl- uh, chlorine, all chlorine. those sorts of things. Yeah, so yeah. I, I'm hoping it's... But regardless, and I've said this a few times again on the podcast, since I've changed my water, a lot of things have changed in my life. Mindset, motivation, 
Um, yeah, a lot of things. Mm. And potentially, I don't care if it is the placebo mm. effect. Mm. That Whatever I've done mm. with changing my water, the uh, effects have been incredible. Of course, because we are 70% water, mm. you know, and so... Once again, when you're drinking yummy filtered water, you're creating coherence within your cellular water system mm-hmm. um, uh, because you're putting like high frequency yummy filtered water mm-hmm. with you know low chemicals and all the things that have low frequencies and therefore um, all your cells are matching because like attracts like. Yeah. Um, and that's why you feel, you know, people feel clear-minded, they yeah, feel energised. Really? Mm. Um, and yeah, and... Yeah, anyway, our cells are like little kids that just respond to our commands and demands like mentally because, you know, there's that network of intelligence that runs from our spine, uh, Mm. from our brain, not from our spine, from our brain down our spine into our organs directly. It's it's like an antenna almost, like receiving and picking up stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess it is, yeah, yeah. Definitely. um, What about the people around us? And if they're negative... um, uh, they have embodiment. Yeah, they just um, take for example, like uh, I, I, my parents, who I love, incredibly, but they're um, dad'll watch the news mm. consistently every night, and you can I can feel the anger coming. I can f- not anger. I can feel the negativeness. Mm. Definitely, definitely <laughs> around around because of it. Yeah. Um. Does that affect me, do you think, having that sort of stuff around? It's all about intention. Um, it definitely can affect you, but if you, you know, surround yourself with white light, create an intention that you're not going to absorb that negativity in the bioenergetic field, mm. um, then you won't because it's all about intention. But uh, definitely, like the news, oh, I never watch the news. I mean, no. I, because it changes your mindset, it changes the way you feel about you know, the world and the lens that you look through. Well, I've always said, like, if I'm watching the news and I see a, a tragedy with a family dying on the freeway or s- something mm. like this, like, God. again, tragic, but, like, mm. I get no benefit from knowing this. Mm. No benefit. Mm. Like, it's zero except all I'm going to do is feel fucking horrific for knowing mm. it, feel mm. bad for the family and those affected by it. Mm. And it so what's the point of me knowing? Yeah, exactly. At all. like, And yes, I get there's mm. a few current day topics that you might need to be aware of, like if you're voting in an election or something. But at the end of the day, news is, is bias and, and, and agenda-driven anyway, so they're only going to be feeding you the information they want you to know, you know due to their sponsors and who they're affiliated with. So, so regardless, if I want to find information on an upcoming election or something I need to probably have a bit of information about, then I'll find that myself. Mm, mm. It just creates fear Mm. and fear is just... Fear would be one of the lowest energy forms, wouldn't it? Yep, it is. Um, Shame is because shame is associated with who I am is a bad person, Mm. whereas guilt, because people get them mixed up, guilt is what I've done is bad. But if you feel like you're a bad person and that's what your bra- your belief system is like I'm not a good person mm. for you know your that that space that you know if we're talking about frequencies that those thought patterns have frequencies they're going to travel down your spine they're going to go into your organs your organs are going to hold those frequencies they're going to be low vibrating that's when you're going to attract you know all mm. the disease which you know is a play on words there but um yeah it definitely it can really keep people in fear 
Mm. Um, and but I like mm. that though that what you just said disease disease attracts disease, mm. and it uh, I totally agree when I'm at, uh, when I'm at my lowest in regards to I'm spread thin I've been working hard I've had like all, I've mm. I've had to juggle too many things or I'm stressed or financially I'm under the pump or something like that that is when I get sick mm. I don't get sick when everything's going right like mm. if I'm able to keep fit I'm able to uh, have a, a good healthy balance. I've got no conflicts. Mm. Even if I do, if everyone around me gets a cold or mm. sick, mm. I, I might get it, but I'll be almost not affected. Yeah, and that's because, you know, like attracts like. So if you're vibrating at a low frequency, you're going to attract things into your life that are low vibrating. But also, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that, you know, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, the, 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 the Machine isn't working. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> Are you bloody on? Are you bloody on? <laughs> I was just going to check. Am I on? Oh, I was going to say something. Whenever, I, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. What was I, say, I was saying uh, about, you know, like uh, uh, when everything's going well and flowing uh, and I'm fit. Oh, and yes, I'm in my that's best. what I was going to yeah. say. Because, thank you, mm-hmm. um, if you're not, you're, you've had a disruption, a misfunction, misfunction or a, um, yeah, a disruption within your system. Mm. So you're blocking that flow. You're blocking that coherence, what we were talking about before. And then, you know, you're not in your state of flow. You're in a state of sickness. Um, uh, I, was about to tell I, was, I was about to do a Delby joke. Oh, go on. Oh, no, it's all good. I was going to talk about your flow. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> I just wanted to do it just to piss you off. <laughs> you should have. You should have. <laughs> no, sorry. Carry on. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're d- disrupting your flow just in anything. Mm. Like if, if you're in the zone, you don't want to be like I – mean, I'll put it even – bring it into football. Like if you're having a good footy quarter and you're just in the zone, in the flow state, or, yeah, in mm. the zone is what we say. Mm. Like you, you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're just playing. Um, mm. And then if that quarter time comes, that stops your flow. It mm. stops it. It disrupts it. And mm. it's hard to carry it on. So mm. if you have something disrupting it, whether a negative person, whether a bad diet, mm. whether alcohol, um, mm. toxins, um, mm. a conflict, mm. I can understand how flow with everything else can be affected. Definitely. Just just, uh, just psychologically. Mm. Mm. Um so, yeah, it doesn't even have to be woo-woo, so, like anything. It's well, we, everything starts in our mindset. Every thought we say, we have a we have an effect. You know, we know that to be true because, like, obviously all our thoughts control our feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, a thought goes in, it creates a feeling, and then it creates a consequent behaviour. So, like, if you have faulty beliefs and faulty thoughts um, that are, you know, negative or associated with the news or your trauma or the past and you're going to recreate that over and over mm. um, because your brain responds to the thoughts you show it and the pi- the thoughts you tell it and the pictures that you show it. Yeah. So we've got to be – and it doesn't know right from wrong, good from bad. It simply responds to your commands and your demands and your directions and then those thoughts go down your spine and into your cells and communicate with all your little teeny weeny weeny children that – to respond to your commands. So my point is like what I was saying is like it's really important to check in with your mindset and your beliefs, particularly in your subconscious mind, um, that are actually hard to access unless you're in a state of flow mm. um, because they control everything. They drive everything. But we don't actually reside in that part of our brain for day to day. You know, yeah. we're in our frontal brain, um, the brain that we actually – yeah, anyway, um, we're in our frontal <laughs> brain, the logical chatty mind. Um, and 
they're like two different parts. The engine, the subconscious mind can't run when the conscious mind is running. So if you're in your logical, chatty, fear response, um, limited beliefs, thinking, uh, you know, I'm unlovable or I'm not enough, then you're not actually accessing your brain of power. Um, you know, you're pushing it away. You're pushing away that flow. You get sick, like all the things we've been talking about. So it's really important to know what is going through your head because ultimately it controls absolutely everything. The subconscious and like the power of the mind is always been something I've <coughs> always been very uh, not conscious of, very into mm. because I do believe in the power of the mind. And uh, but I, I I can see how it can have negative effects because if you have that doubt, which we all have natural doubts, mm. um, or just unintentionally put something into the quote unquote, quote unquote the universe mm. out of the universe. So like okay, perfect example is. I remember, uh, <coughs> so since uh, since the divorce, at one point, um, uh, whatever, a certain amount of time in, I decided it was I was fine to start seeing other girls and whatnot, and it was fine. It was easy enough to meet girls and have a chat. And then at one point, I literally said, "Oh no, I don't want to meet a girl any at the moment. I'm not re- I'm not re- ready for a relationship. I don't want that. I'm very happy being by myself. And mm-hmm. since then, I have been, mm. or like." Not, I haven't sorted it out. Mm. It's and uh, and not through lack of trying. Like sometimes I'll message a girl, mm-hmm. you want to catch up? Oh, I'm busy mm. and stuff like that. Whereas before that, literally, and maybe I'm just an asshole <laughs> or <laughs> <laughs> people don't like me. But literally, no. since bef- prior to that, like mm. if I would message someone, they'd be, yeah, let's catch up on Wednesday mm. or something like that. Mm. And almost since then, there's been almost resistance. Mm. It's almost, it's for me, it feels like I've almost put something out into the universe for my own self that mm. I, I don't want to and I'll. I'll try to uh, catch up with people that I know are going to say no or, or whatever. Yeah, everyone does this. This is this is what I love to talk about. I really do because, you know, people are so aware of their behaviours. They're so aware of their feelings but mm. they don't know their thoughts and it all starts with your thoughts. You change your mindset, you change your entire reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the, the subconscious mind is like – the power, the fuel, Mm -hmm. and the conscious mind is like the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you've got these subconscious limiting beliefs that are designed all the way back in your childhood, completely irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, But if you're thinking, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, you're going to flood your conscious mind with that fuel and it's going to turn you straight into a situation where you Mm -hmm. don't feel enough or you're in relationships that aren't enough for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what the hell? And you end up pushing away the very thing that you want. Mm. But the thing about the subconscious mind is when you bring those subconscious thoughts to the frontal brain and Mm -hmm. you create awareness, they lose power over you because all of a sudden they're in that frontal engine. They're not in that back engine where the power is. They're in the steering so they you therefore you have the power. They don't have the power over you, mm. and that is the sweet spot of life. Mm. So ha- okay, well, well let's use that as a um, perfect example. Um, I've now gotten to that point where I'm like, now no, I do. I'm ready for. Uh, not I don't want one a relationship, but I'm ready and open for one. Mm. What are, well, like what's the change then in mindset that I do there? Do you think? Like, um, have I blocked myself? Well, it's about creating coherence with your heart and your head okay because often quite i'll just i'll circle back to you yeah, answer but um quite often the battles are when 
it's the war between the heart and the head. It's like my heart really desires this, but oh, I'm too scared. And mm. your mind can't hold conflicting beliefs. They cancel out. And okay. emotion is always stronger than logic. And so that if vibration em- and energy will then affect the outside mm. sources somehow? or Yeah, of course, because we are an electromagnetic field constantly exchanging with the exterior world. So like attracts like, you mm. know, um, if you're thinking you're not enough, then sure as heck you're going to attract into your life someone that's not enough for you at an energetic level because like attracts like, but also at a um, like mindset level as well because your lens that you're looking through mm. is not enough. Um, but, yeah, so what you, you asked before, like how do you – you're ready for a relationship, how do you make it happen? It's well, like well, – I'm open, <clears throat> open. I'm not like looking, I'm not actively looking. And and this is where I think the block is mm. coming in for uh, for me. Um, and I'm sorry to make this very personal for listeners, but I think it also is a good example. Um, my block is that I'm very happy with what's going on now with the podcast, with my freedom to be able to do comedy, freedom to be able to travel, not have to mm. really communicate with anyone else except for my ex-wife to make sure that if I'm doing something, um, I'm able to look after Scotty or she's able to look after Scotty or whatever. Mm. So I'm very happy with the balance at the moment. So then, hang on, there's <coughs> something about a relationship that, that you have a faulty belief that relationship, a woman or yeah, your relationship's going to mm. mess with that. Yes, my fear is that the, uh, a relationship requires attention and I wouldn't be able to give them my full attention. That may have been your previous experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about reframing your mind so you can recraft your reality. Okay. To match how you want. So... Because I'm not a selfish, um, a, a, a selfish person that would go right. I don't care what you want, but this is what I'm doing. So you can either come into my life and and that's what it is. Mm. I understand that if you and maybe this is the block. I understand that a relationship is two ways and a bit of two, a bit of given. Hmm, uh, of course, but it's doable. Give, but but um, and this is why <coughs> uh, this is why single mums actually appeal to me mm. because of the fact that you're not the priority. And they're not the priority. Mm. Their kids are priority. Your mm. kids are priority. They mm. understand it. They're busy. I'm busy. And then it requires less attention. Mm. And that sounds very selfish. And that sounds like a bad way that no, I would good. like to lead into a relationship. But I, at the moment, don't have time. One, my daughter is my priority. My mm. daughter is number one. Second is what I'm doing now, my creative life and my creative world. And I'm loving and then thirdly is is a loving relationship that I'd like I, I'm ready for now and I'm sort of wanting on those especially on those lonely nights. Yeah, well, so I'll do a little exercise with you because this is this is in order to craft your the reality that you want, yep. you've got to get your heart and your head in alignment. So mm. we can talk you can that's a psych term, but you could talk about it in coherence in, in a cellular level. You've mm-hmm. got to create coherence within your system, which is an ali- a full alignment with your heart, your head and everything mm-hmm. so that you can like attract like on the exterior world. So you've got to match your interior world with your exterior world to have the greatest opportunity to attract into your world what you want. So quite often people make decisions from their mind and they're like, yeah, this is what I want, but their heart and their feelings and their belief systems don't match that mm-hmm. decision and so, therefore, they don't create it. And they're like, but I've been thinking about it. I've been designing it in my head. I know what I want. I've got this awareness. And it's not happening. And it's like, yeah, because there's potentially like a limiting belief that's not in alignment, that's that's pushing it away. So, 
sorry, if you just visualize for for a second, like just imagine in your mind, like the kind of the kind of person that you want to attract into your life. Like, mm. think it, think it, like, uh-huh. think what 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 they look like. Think about the logistics. Um, and just paint the picture like from a logical point of view mm-hmm. and have that solid. Mm-hmm. You got it solid? Mm-hmm. And then now match the feeling with that. So be like, okay, now I've got it. I've painted the picture in my mind clearly. I'm going to match what that would feel like to create that reality mm-hmm. and just drop in there. Then that feeling is coherence and that is when you have the greatest chance to attract her in. But feel the different space. Did you feel like a knowing, like a boom, or not yet? Mm. No, I felt like a <clears throat> that felt very, um, yeah. The the heart felt like, or well, I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it felt felt, felt good. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. that's that's a drop in. That's a that's a that's like you know the heart sinking. Yeah, like, not sinking. Um, like locked in. Yeah, yeah. Like almost nerves. Almost Perfect. like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what coherence is. Your nervous systems drop. Your nervous system drops. Your capacity expands. Mm. You feel abundant. You're like, all right, oh yeah, I'm locked. I'm loaded. I've clicked in. The you know the cogs have matched, and then that's what coherence feels like. Mm, so I'm just gonna walk around in coherence. Yes, constantly. and and <laughs> you've gotta, you know it's important to do it daily as well because our limiting beliefs are really strong. We all have a wounded inner child that loves loves to keep us in that familiar mm. negativity because ultimately the brain's desire is to keep us in a space of familiarity mm. it doesn't know good from bad right from wrong it wants us to stay in familiarity because it thinks that will keep us safe so if you're familiar like if you've <laughs> i'm nailing the word now familiarity if your um familiar space within you is i'm not enough and i've been thinking that since i was three years old because mm. i had these experiences that made me feel like that if you're um, thinking that, then you're going to recreate that over and over because it's familiar to your brain and it's going to go, I know this, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Yeah. And it sucks. So it's, you know, and then people can't even hardly access their limited thought patterns because it's in the subconscious mind. And that's why I do hypnotherapy because you mm. access those memories, those outdated events and you rewire the mind. Um, and then the Healy helps with the cellular network of the body to match the new mindset and then boom you're in the money and since I've been practicing it myself it's insane the you know the unlimited abundance that just comes in you know and people think they have all these really um like I was just saying the other day about wealth blocks for me I literally through the Healy discovered one and I was like oh my gosh because my whole life I've been you know, I've never really had a lot of money, but it didn't. It, I didn't care, and mm. and you know, I travelled for ten years. You know, a bit of a gypsy woman, <laughs> but um, I found a block, and I when I realised that that was a faulty belief with wealth, I shifted it, and then all of a sudden, you know, clients come in. It just it just flows. Abundance. Mm. We are abundant beings. We're meant to be. You know, there's we are limitless. Money's limitless. It's just a bloody digit in your phone, you know, or, or you know, your phone in your bank account. Yeah, it's just it's energy, you know. So, mm. and people that I find yeah. I find that even something as simple as comedy. When I when I do comedy, when I'm my best, and I'm and again I'm only raw and and recent to the scene. But when I do my best, I notice I don't go and try to be funny. I go and tell my jokes and know that they're funny. 
Because you feel them to be funny. Yes, I know they're funny. Then I've told them everyone's laughed before, hmm. so why am I trying to be funny? I'm just telling the joke with the in the way that it's meant to be. So mm. when I go out there and just be funny instead mm. of trying to be funny, it's de- I can definitely tell mm. a difference. Yeah, and, uh, and we and I just with Delby last night that we, we joke it was the room or whatever. But again, mm. the first person who came on before me was really struggling. Um, and then I've gone, fuck, I'm gonna, I have to go out there and I have to be funny. I have to fix this. Mm. And that's uh, – it didn't work. Yeah, because you're not embodying it. Do you know how people say, oh, th- sh- they're so magnetic or they're glowing or they're just – they're naturally funny, like all those phrases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's because they're, they're just gone with the flow. Mm. Like we're back to the flow. You're mm. on stage, you're in your flow. Everything's coherent. Everything's like feels – you're, you're anchoring, you're solidifying that, like... It's a path joke. of least resistance. Path of least... You're embodying the funniness. So people are like, he's so funny because you're magnetic. You're yeah. literally full body. Mm. So they see it and they believe it to be true because you believe it to be yes, true. Yes, 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 yes. Because people have an inherent um, way of telling when people are nervous or, or not f- not not true to themselves or not mm. being genuine. Um, okay. And you can tell. It's just like when someone has, uh, and I know there's a word for it, but when someone has plastic surgery or mm. when there's something wrong, like mm. you can tell they've had it and it's mm. not by <laughs> the fact that they look like a doll or anything. You can tell sometimes people look slightly off. And mm. it's, it's I, I can't remember. There's a phrase for it or a term for it. I cannot remember. Um, but, yeah, it's not only looks. You can, you can notice that with people's... Um, the way they hold themselves, mm. the way they, and that, and that's just not necessarily with comedy. That's with just in a genuine conversation. Are they mm. feeling uneasy about this situation? Have you tested mm. them too far? Have you pushed them in a in an uh, in an argument or a mm. debating situation where they've oh fuck they realise they're backed into a corner that they're they're wrong or you're wrong. Mm. You can sense it. You yeah, can of course, see and it that without sense. even knowing that you can see it. Mm. So. Even that phrase, like I can sense it, mm-hmm. like. The reason why you can sense it is because you're tuned into your senses, your sight, your you know audio, taste, smell. You know you're you're tuned into those senses, and that's where the power is. So when you're trying to create something or create awareness about something, you sink into the senses. Mm. What does it feel like? What does <coughs> it smell like? This is manifestation. Like you really paint the picture in your mind, and then you move toward that. So when people say, "Oh, I can sense that they were off," it's because you're using the power of energy. You're integrating with their electromagnetic field. Yeah, you can always tell when someone's off. Yeah, and you know when people say, "Oh, she's just so genuine. She's uh, so authentic. She's you know," it's because that personal you know doesn't have to be she Mm. that person is is in alignment you know everything's coherent they believe it to be true in their mindset their body at a cellular network is responding to that truth therefore they can live it outwardly and expand and all the things Mm. and then their exterior world matches their interior world and they're and you know how you say and they're so fucking lucky as well it's like it's not luck it's that they're just embodying their truth um, and same when someone's a bit off, like you can feel it, you can sense it. Um, and we, because we are um, spiritual beings having a human experience, which is a common quote that you would have heard around. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And people, we forget that at the end of the day, we are animals. You know, we forget. People forget that <laughs> we are just animals. You know, we into we learn the world through senses. And that's... That's why I love that question. And I can't remember who I heard first pose that question. I'm going to say it was Alan Watts. But it was Mm. the question of like, I am a body or I have a body. 
which one is it? And they both have different sort of sensations and they have both have different sort of meanings. But the, if, if you're to say, I have a body, then who's the I? You know, like, mm. I have hands, I have a brain, I have mm. a heart. Who's the I? Who's the I that's saying, I have it? And it is that spiritual, infinite, mm. in my opinion, is that infinite spark of consciousness that is uh, there, that is at this time temporarily operating a fucking human vehicle. That's what it is. Totally. Do you know that in like a IVF situation, <clears throat> the minute the egg and the sperm meet, there's a flash of light? Really? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'd like to be able to go, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> if it's... If it's um. What's the word they use in the medical realm if it's um, not durable? Success- if successful? it's successful, if it's there's a word and I can't find it, but if it you know if it's successful, mm. if you know, then there will be a flash of light, and that is that science. Like these people are in labs through te- you know like that mm. is, but it's you know it's energy. That's exactly what it is. You know, the pro-abortion people wouldn't be happy with you saying that. <laughs> well, I'm I'm. I'm Pro no, I'm pro-choice, but oh yeah, <laughs> not that we. True. But uh, true, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pro-choice too. Hey, you got to be selfish in this life. You only have one chance. But mm. also, that goes to show that there is a spiritual element. Well, a huge spiritual element to us, um, but we tend to live so far away from it, and it's it's really unfortunate because that's where the power of life is. Is when you're in that alignment you're connected to your higher self your spirituality and all the things it's just like that's when you get that state of flow Mm. we just had a carnivore on and we would uh, this is the one thing i didn't really go down the path of this because we were talking more around the health benefits but energy i feel because it flows from everything Mm -hmm. it surely must flow into the food that we eat and if if an animal dies in horrific circumstances Mm -hmm. are we going to be ingesting that Mm -hmm. That energy is there a way of clearing that? Because I've, I'm finding feel far better for when I, for lack of a better word, uh, yeah, better um, on a high meat based diet than I was on a vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm conscious of the animals that are suffering for us to eat these to mm-hmm. to eat the meat. So, is there a way for us to? Is it is that me cheating energy? Or is that just a way uh, – is there a way we can clear these sorts of energies from food, in your opinion? Yeah, definitely. I think it's more about clearing your system after you've ingested the food mm-hmm. um, as opposed to – I mean, you could look at it two ways. So, like an animal that experiences trauma when during death or whatever, they, their muscles clench, you know, whether it's an emotional – well, emotional trauma or, like, you know, physical trauma or whatever. Their muscles clench and therefore it doesn't tend to the meat or the things. Yeah. Um, but when you say clear the energy of the meat, what, what do you mean exactly? Like well, – And this is what I'm saying. Like, if there's, <coughs> if there's a, a death in the animal that's quite mm. traumatic, the energy would be – and when I say energy is for lack of a better word again, mm. but it would be negative. Mm. It would be trauma- traumatic. Is that carried on through the – does it affect the cells within the meat that you're eating? It does, but if it goes into your system, yep. that's high frequency, then you can ingest, digest the meat at that frequency. And then, of course, like everything's intention. So if you ingest the meat and then afterwards you're like, okay, I'm going to – 
um, do practices to heighten my frequency, mm-hmm. um, to anchor in, to, you know, create coherence, manifestation, whatever, or like meditation, then you're ch- once again, you're changing the cellular network. Like our brains, what people, sorry, I just. No, no, no. What people, you know, our brains are what direct these cells to produce certain chemicals and hormones. So, for example, thyroid creates thyroxine cells mm-hmm. um, and that comes from your brain. So if you say, okay, I'm going to digest this food and I want, um, you know, I want to create cells that break down the acidity of meat, then, you know, you're going to influence your cellular system because it is all about intention. Mm. Yeah, well, um, that was something I am, and when you say intention, Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said intention Mm -hmm. because uh, something I'm very conscious of, and I do this with my daughter as well, I'm mm-hmm. very – and <laughs> most of the – we've got 90% guys listening and they'll be like, okay, but <laughs> I'm very conscious of uh, myself and telling mm-hmm. my daughter, thank you, cow, thank the chicken, whatever, oh, for the sacrifice lovely. for me. And I know that sounds a little bit uh, wanky, no, I but I, I, th- uh, uh, I don't do it bec- like for a, a token gesture. I do it because I honestly feel like there's energy we, – uh, we are in a constant mm-hmm. state of – flow of energies and I feel like if you're uh, not thankful and I think that's probably in my opinion the, the original thought behind prayer was mm. you know the thanking the animal even the fruits the vegetables the part the parts of the universe that you're using to fuel your mm. body for a better mm. existence um, and you see that with native uh, like native um, what do you call them uh, mind blank um, na- native cultures that mm. hunt and they have they, they pray for the animal when they kill it and they have thanks and gratitude mm. for the animal mm-hmm. when when they it's 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 the same with a hunter mm. they have thanks mm. for the you don't normally I mean you do get your fucking standard mm. rednecks who mm. go to yeah <laughs> but you do get your real hunters who are very grateful and thankful for the for food sure. that they're eating and and they do it because they want to kill less animals mm. so that you understand that with mm-hmm. um, with mass agriculture mm. and stuff we're, we're mm. killing a lot more so um, for me, that's where that comes into it. It's like uh, showing an appreciation for the animal that sacrificed itself. Yeah, um, that's so lovely. Yeah, and and if you, that's right. That's and that's what will change the mm-hmm. digestion mm-hmm. of the food is your intention, hundred percent. What you're doing is really lovely. Okay. And I mean, all these practices, like we, you just said, they're so ancient. But um, we should shift a little bit to parenting before we finish up because you wanted to talk about that a bit. But yeah. I, on the on to kind of the bridge between the two subjects, I guess is um. I love that your parenting is like, and I love that in 2023 the the fathers are shifting their parenting as well to be more heart space. Like, of course, like I heard this um, the other day and I thought it was really beautiful that our mothers teach us about our heart. They teach us the nurturing, um, that, you know, that's the mother role. And the dads teach us how to take our heart out into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was like, yeah, anyway, and... Um, and I love that you're doing that because that's pretty much – that is that. Like mm. you're saying this is a beautiful act of kindness. This is comes from our heart. Mm-hmm. This is how we use our heart yeah. to create experience, you know, to digest and process our food lovely. Like it's yeah. just such a beautiful father role. Oh, and you. we need that. We need that because, yeah. Well, I found myself in a quite a difficult situation the other day because my daughter has um, – she's had a few – <clears throat> delays and stuff and we're working through it she's doing really well she's um excelling in a few things and swimming's one of them and she's very very good at her swimming and the other day um what she's uh, she's a little uncomfortable um with 
especially men, um, new and strangers. Mm. Um, and so her swimming instructor changed the other day and she didn't – she wasn't being a brat. She was just genuinely scared. Didn't want to get in, didn't want to do the lesson with her. Of course. So I persevered for 15 minutes of a half an hour lesson to try and to get her in. I tried talking to her through it because she was scared. Not because she, mm. if she was just silken and fucking sulking and being a mm. dickhead, <laughs> I would have said, mate, fucking get in there. Fucking get in. Yeah. But she was scared, clearly. Mm. Um, and so I found myself uh, at the 15 to 20 minute point go, look, this isn't going to happen. All right, we're going to go home. And she was upset. She didn't want to go, but I was like, well, you got to get in. And she wouldn't do it. So I was like, mm. we're going to go. And she was de- like devastated. She did not want to go. We're in the car and she was saying, please go back. Please go back. Um, And I found myself in this situation where I wanted to fold to her and and be the the fun dad and say, yeah, okay, you can go back and you can go do it. But I also had this part of me that this is a good lesson for her to realise – um, some uh, I stressed to her that sometimes doing things we don't want to do and sometimes Mm. doing things that are hard make us better and they're good for us. And she, uh, I had a feeling she was getting an understanding. She's only six, so she's she doesn't fully grab and grasp concepts that I'm trying to give to her. But I, I really had to. Tr- I, I was in this happy, not happy. I was in this medium where I was trying to act a little bit disappointed and that she'd done the wrong thing, but also being <laughs> empathetic to the fact that she was afraid and scared. Yeah, beautiful. And so tr- trying to show her that there was nothing to be afraid of, but there are consequences to your actions to not doing what you were supposed to do. And it was such a fucking hard situation to navigate. And I think I did it as best as I can. But there's part of me that I'm trying to be that loving dad that Mm. you were just talking about. I'm Mm. trying to be the dad that shows a few more things than just fucking get up and do it Mm. again. But I'm also understanding of the fact that those masculine sides of uh of life are very vital and and important to a, a child's development. So I have to try and be that hard dad as well sometimes. And I'm struggling with finding that balance but um especially now that we're separated i don't have the steph as the as the female who has those um the the feminine traits of of that um what would you call it the love and the nurturing nurturing, and i don't have the sort of the quote unquote hard ass side Mm. of it so i'm trying to demonstrate both but i also understand that you know 50 percent of the time she gets that from steph as well so uh, it no, is a it fucking difficult situation well, to navigate, but trying to do those sorts of things is, um, yeah, I think I did it as best as I could. Yeah, it sounds like you did exactly that. It's like you stayed in heart space, mm-hmm. but you told her this is how you navigate mm-hmm. this feeling. Yeah. So I know that you're feeling X, Y, Z, but mm-hmm. sometimes we have to do hard things. Mm. And, you know, that's a really nice balance of the two. I think that, yeah, that sounds bloody great. Yeah. Um, and like uh, I, I'm trying, I'm trying my best to, to do both. But at the same time, I can judge myself a lot if mm. I if I'm not available, if I'm not there, if mm. I have to do work. Mm. And I'm starting to get better at not judging myself and, mm. and using my parents as 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 help, like mm. like every other parent has done before. Awesome. Um, yeah, it takes the village, hey. Oh, a hundred percent. But uh, but yeah, parenting. There was some stuff I did want to chat to about parenting because um. Obviously, uh, I, I talk about Wu Wei <coughs> and effortless mm. action, but mm. then um, I seen this study the other day, and um, I don't know if you would know much about this study or uh, something, but I found it very interesting. Was the study was there was a group of children and uh, they were given a task, 
and the task was, uh, you know, mildly difficult, but they had to navigate their way through and achieve it. So once they finished the task, half the group of children were given um, praise by their parents. Um, they were told, well done, you're very smart, you did it, you got it done. And the other half were told, great effort, you put in really good effort, you tried really hard. Better. And the next task they were given, the students or the kids that were given praise for their intelligence were able to achieve it but not at a greater level, whereas mm-hmm. the kids who mm-hmm. were given praise for their effort Definitely. excelled. Mm-hmm. So what's going on there? Because I found that very interesting because I, I like to push that and preach that idea of like go with the flow, effortless action, mm-hmm. but obviously understanding the fact that effort is part of – it's a paradox. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's going on there? Do you, do you know much about that? Yeah, um, I'm trying to create, create like to have a succinct response because there's a lot that I could say, um, but pretty much practice. Praise sets up wanting of more praise and praise therefore can feed people-pleasing behaviours just to get praise and accolades. Whereas responding to effort highlights effort Mm. and so wanting to put in more effort is healthier than wanting to gain more praise. Is that because the effort generally generally would Mm. result in a uh, a better outcome? Most of the times, whereas just uh, just wanting to do good doesn't necessarily yeah. – is that it? Is it simple as that? Yeah, and, be crea- you know, people that seek praise constantly mm-hmm. is not healthy, you know, mm-hmm. but it's people that constantly show effort is healthy. So you've got to praise what you want more of from your child. It's it, You've got to focus on – sorry, not praise. You've got to focus on what you more, want more of. Do you want your child to seek more praise or mm-hmm. do you want your child to seek more effort? Mm-hmm. Then speak to that. Yeah. It's like when parents focus, they're like, oh, she's so cute. She's so pretty. It's like you're focusing on in the exterior envi- yeah. the exterior world of this child. Therefore, she's going to grow up wanting more of that and then focusing on that. It's the same sort mm. of thing. But if you focus on their intelligence, their personality, then they're going to, you know, um, focus and focus in on that and that's a healthy space to behave yeah. from. Well, actually, even thinking about it right now, just – just in this whole process of trying to teach my daughter how to ride a bike without training wheels, at the beginning it was quite difficult because if she didn't achieve it and she couldn't do it, she would chuck a bit of a tantrum and go, no, nah, I don't want to do it anymore, it's too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as I started pra- praising her for, oh, really good try, you're doing really well, mm-hmm. she would want to try again. Mm-hmm. And obviously with the more attempts of trying again, she would actually get better at it. And she's mm-hmm. slowly gotten there. She can ride herself well, you know, basically without me now. Like, she needs a bit of help starting. But, like, yeah, uh, yeah through the, the, the praise of mm. the attempts. Because mm. mm. ultimately mm. you're trying to, as parents, I always say when I work with parents, is, like, ultimately you're, you're trying to role model a particular mindset mm. or an orient of behaviour. So where they orient, you know, where they're their compass, like where they direct their life, like um, where they behave from, what they think, what's going through their head. So when they're doing things that are hard, it's like what would you want in that adult child to think in hard situations, you know? And so it's like that you'd want to think you're doing a good job despite that it's hard. Mm. So say that because they're going to mirror that mindset as they grow older. Okay. You know? And is there – an issue with because my I also am wary of the participation award style thing where the people are being awarded for anything, um, just for, for being mm. for trying. Mm. Um, so I'm aware of that as well. That so I, I'm 
uh, I'm conscious of the fact that yes, I'm I'm praising her efforts and that she's trying and and those sorts of things. But I'm also conscious of the fact that I don't want her to think she just gets something for mm. having a go. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's not always success. So it's mm-hmm. I guess it's that happy medium of understanding that. Uh, if you really want to achieve that success, the effort is there. But then I'm also in that mindset of, ah, oh, well, woo way, effortless mm. action. Like you have to put in effort, but you have to mm. – it's it's not about controlling every situation. Well, anymore. I've just come across a new new theory that I love for parenting. I'm aware of time though. I'll, That's all I'll do a quick snippet because um, I do have to get sunny. Yep, um, oh, speaking of parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, speaking of parenting. Um, that each child – the key to successful parenting is mm-hmm. identifying your child's dominant sense mode. Mm-hmm. And that is the sense, the other five senses, that they use to navigate, interact and learn the world. Mm-hmm. And when you know that, you can speak to that. So, for example, Sonny, my son, he is very much a tactile kid. Mm-hmm. He is a bruiser turbo. He's like pulling, grabbing, shoving, like standing up, you know, and he, I can see him navigating the world physically. He, every time I give him food, he wants to throw it, mm. you know. Um, but also, as a baby, he wanted really close contact to me mm-hmm. um, and wanted either or to be swaddled. So, everything was about tactile, physical, how he felt, right? Mm-hmm. Um or not how I felt, how we navigated the world. And then there's, of course, like auditory, like audio, auditory. So they um, have a heightened sense and attention to like pitch tone and like they need to hear their mother's voice to feel safe and calm or they love TV, but particularly the rhyme of the songs and they love toys that make noise and things like that. Um, but, you know, they're the, the kids that love white noise machines. With Sonny, he just grabs the white noise machine and flicks it out the cock. Mm. You know, I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how I was like, yeah, not audio. Um, and then, you know, the other one is visual. So they like to see their mum or their caregiver close. They tend to need like a dark environment to fall asleep or, oh, yeah. um, you know, they're very visual. They love looking at stories. So you'll find that, you know, they want the same story over and over, blah, blah, blah. And then the taste and smell is actually in the same category. But these kids are more like they're quite sensitive. They're quite particular. They're more intuitive. Um, they're, yeah, all the things. But when you know – I've actually got a quiz um, that I'm about to release for free so you can identify your child's dominant sense mode. But when you know that, that's a really beautiful place to navigate parenting from. Mm. And then, of course, we are all born with our dominant sense mode and it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. So sometimes if you're a parent, let's say that's um, – you've got – like me um, – you've got a tactile kid. I'm not visual, but let's say you are visual so you like everything visually pleasing and aesthetic and clean environments. Mm. You guys are going to have a hard time. Yeah. You know, and so therefore you can – when you know that your son is, let's say, tactile and you're visual, you can learn to like navigate that space together. Mm. Um, which is what a lot of pe- parents come to counselling for me, with me for now, yeah. but um, yeah. So that when you were talking about par- parenting, like ways, let's say that's a re- it's and you know how you were saying that Scotty, like she got in the pool, there was a different teacher, and she yeah. that would that sounds like a visual learner. Okay, because her like for exa- her fear and her confidence is excelled recently. So even that day, 
she went and sat at the pool waiting for an instructor, which she would never do. She would always wait for the instructor to come and let me walk her over and then she'd get in. Mm. This time she was so confident to get in that time. Mm. She was waiting. Unfortunately, this time it was a different instructor and, mm. and that really threw her. Mm. But her confidence has grown immensely and I think that's also developed with her ability to speak a bit more mm. so she can communicate her feelings mm. and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, visually and the fact that she can... Um, communicate a bit better now does she have a really i feel like with scotty she might be taste smell does she have a like she seems very like observing and like she can sense people like i feel like she'd have a good sense of like good and bad people oh yeah 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 Yeah, she definitely does yeah like intuitive Mm. little soul like i can see it i can feel it with her so she'd be taste smell so this is not my theory obviously this is priscilla dunstan's theory so there's a book called child sense but um yeah, so go get it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, because th- they also are very, like, particular and sensitive and if a face changes, they freak out because, yeah, mm. it, there's a whole theory. But, yeah, so – and then, of course, like, uh, w- the reason why I'm saying all this is in the car on the way home, knowing her dominant sense mode, you can speak to that, mm. you know. Um, and so it just kind of, like – it channels parenting. It creates a focus for parents. And often when you're tired, overstimulated, reading 50,000 books and just don't know what theory, what kid you've got, mm. oh, they're saying, you know, wake windows or white noise machines, it doesn't work. It's like, yeah, because each and every child is so different. We mm. can't use one theory for one kid, Yeah, you know. Mm. Um, and this is why I guess that's what's wrong with the education system because trying to teach kids oh, yeah. in the same way mm. when they're all different – Definitely. One kid might learn from sitting down and mm-hmm. doing and being still. The other one loves to move around the room and you can't cater to them all. Definitely. So. And I'm a teacher, as you know, as mm. you know, mm. and so I don't teach, but that was one of the most frustrating things for me was like these you know, I'd often say to principals and things, this kid is not learning because we are not catering the content mm. for him to be able to comprehend this or there's trauma at home and you're expecting him to do a test and he'll fail. Like, mm. it, I don't know if there's a yeah. better way of doing that. Mm. We're not going to solve the education system at no. right now by ourselves. But, no. um, yeah, you can see that. Mm. Definitely. And this is where I think almost – and uh, like that homeschooling mm. seems to be – like a better option in certain ways, but also then you're sort of taking away the opportunity of your kid socialising and learning from different situations. They've been putting in situations that they don't necessarily thrive in and trying to thrive in Mm. those, which can build a stronger, more resilient kid as well. Mm. Yeah, and uh, that's why a lot of homeschooling or unschooling mothers, um, they have groups and they meet up. Yeah, that's Um, great, that's great. And uh, yeah, having Sunny, I'm getting to the point where it's like, oh, I've got to choose a school and being a teacher and like I value education hugely. I'm a teacher, hello. Um, But then there's parts of the education system Mm -hmm. um, that I just want to rebel at and Mm. I'm in this space like, what do I do, you know? And then you got to think about, you know, having your kids home forever. It's like, <laughs> fuck, you know. Well anyway. Look, I know you've, uh, you're short of time. Mm-hmm. So we'll finish up there and we'll get you back on when Delby's back for fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the listeners, um, or your, the, your listeners mm. will love that. But mm. uh, uh, is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Yeah, I always forget my plugs, but I do have a plug this time because I've just um, started a private Facebook group and it's called The Transformational Powerhouse. Okay. And my intention for this... Isn't that the name of your podcast? It is. Yes. So I'm keeping it all in alignment and coherence. There you go. Yep. Um, But I've created it because I wanted a space... 
because therapy is expensive, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted a space where I can offer a shit ton of free quizzes, videos, content, oh. and help people move from outdated mindsets yeah. and self-sabotage and all that. There's pretty much four areas I'll be covering is like mindset, mm-hmm. um, parenting, mm-hmm. uh, destructive eating, and couples. Mm. And so I'm just trying to get like direct everyone there because it's all free, juicy content. So yeah. go and hit that up. Well, it's a good way it creates a base knowledge mm. of what potentially they're going through because they might find five bits of content in there that relate directly to them, and then mm. they've, they've already got the uh, the knowledge when they start talking to you as well. Yeah, for mm. sure. But that's yeah, I've got. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be it's private. It's going to be personal, and I'm going to not accept anyone in that is not there with beautiful intention so um i'm excited for that um and yeah i've got this new healy device that i use um in therapy now and we've just spoken about the whole episode so we don't need to but um love it yeah that's it i'm pretty sure that's it Mm. yeah yeah, we'll put it in the um, show notes regardless anyway. Um, I have stand-up comedy tonight, but you won't be able to see that because I'm not releasing this till Monday. Sorry, Chelsea. Um, I'll be at Delby's Quiz while he's away every Wednesday up in Joondalup mm-hmm. um, at Paddy Malone's or Joondalup for all the all the locals, the <laughs> lovely Joondalup locals. They're all the geese That's where I'm there. staying tonight. Oh, what? Where yeah, in Jinla? In Padbury. What, what uh, address specifically? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but, oh. Yeah, yeah I, I'm see. in Kingsley. Do you need a lift? Did you drive here? Yeah, I did. That oh, was I, I could have literally picked you up and driven you oh, in. And driven you oh, well. Anyway, uh, right around the corner. Anyway, um, yeah, so if you would like to come and see me do the, the quiz, and I, I'll keep up to date. I'll put some do- um, dates for comedy. Um, because I'm doing it a lot more and I like it. Oh, next, I think next Wednesday, August the third, I think it is, or, th- or Thursday, August the third or fourth, one of those, two, whatever the Thursday is. I'm doing Fluffy Duck, which is, I think it's at the court, so I'm doing five minutes there. Hmm. Um, so yeah, cool. Aside from that, um, thank you very much. This was mm. a lovely little chat. It was. I really uninter- liked it. It was un- uninterrupted. It was um potent because and it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to interrupt you then on purpose just to piss you off. I was going to say because Del- <laughs> Delby's not here and I thought that's me. But yeah, because Delby's not here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but it we was good. Him. We do miss Delby. Um, but yeah, cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Mm.